What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We in the Fight Club. We finna talk Lomachenko, Haney, Chantel Cameron versus Taylor, and recap some of the most blasphemous bullshit of refing we've seen in a while and sport of boxing that happened this weekend with Roley versus Ishmael. As always, these are your hosts. I'm Paul Pickle of Concha, and I'm joined with What's going on, boys? It's your man, Marcus Pine, Tom Penley. We got a big one this week. Hey, you already know what you're Kev. I'm watching Devin Haney highlights as we speak. Savoy, you feel me? And, bruh, oh, it's a great fucking weekend of fighting. Don't you love This is the first week that I – this is the first weekend I think I'm actually going to spend the entire weekend watching boxing because I don't know what the fuck else is going on. I might watch a little NBA playoffs, but now we watching boxing, and then we're waking up and watching the highlights. It's about to be a fucking banger. Before we get into any of this shit, how the fuck did I check Twitter, and this nigga Roley is a world champion? Oh, man, bro. Hands down, the worst call I've ever seen, or worst stoppage I've ever seen in my life, bro. That shit was crazy. Not... A fight being stopped without one punch being landed. Damn, y'all look like twins. Oh, that was kind of cool. I gotta save. We, we gotta save that and make that a gift. Hey, y'all look like twins doing that shit. But man, bro, that shit was crazy. You gotta pull up the ref's name, bro. I don't know why I'm forgetting his name. He's a legendary ref, though. Ishmael Legendary. Oh, the referee? I'll be back. Yeah. Legendary um, shit. But, and then, like, the 40 year old man, the boy was putting it on Rosie, like, Roley was having trouble. He was a or he was able to drop Roley, and then I feel like the stoppage that Roley was, or I mean the knockdown that Roley got, dude like pushed him with his right hand, and like you could see him kind of like follow through and like kind of shove him, which shouldn't have been a knockdown. But man, that stoppage was crazy, bro. Tony Weeks is the fucking referee that made this stoppage. Tony the same referee that had the that I think was it the Gabriel Rosado fight again, where he just let him fucking almost die. Like he's had a few mm-hmm. where he allows people to just get bloodied up, battered, and just like, hey, you still got a pulse, buddy. He allows that shit. So for him to step in on this Roley fight the way he did, bro, I don't know. So but was, all, was, had a, all three judges had Barroso winning. Like one of them had him winning by like five rounds already. <laughs> yeah, like it was, but he cracked him, dropped him, and then, um, like. It wasn't like he was getting hurt. So it was like he was about to just scoot his way to a decision. If not, maybe knock out Roley. Who knows? But like he was really like on his way at 40 years old to be a world champion. And they hold my dog. That's crazy. I'm just dead that this ref is known for his. I feel like somebody really got on his ass after the last fight. And he was he pulled a herb dean and said, he said, Oh, oh, you guys go, all right. Say less. Someone have money on Roley. Fuck that. But they were saying, bro, the fix Mario was in because of Bar- Barroso was like a nine to a plus nine hundred underdog. Like maybe Vegas would have went broke if fucking if Homeboy would have won because because he was a massive underdog, bro, and he was whooping so. <laughs> so like I don't, I'm not one of them, but you know they like to say boxing's corrupt and shit. This was not a good look. It quite not is. boxing is corrupt. It quite is. I think it's probably one of the most corrupt, but behind people. Behind FIFA. And then he goes... Behind what? It's uh, the most corrupt behind FIFA. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. The, but the fucking... Then he calls out Tank and Ryan Garcia, and he says, yeah, Ryan Garcia. And people really are saying that it was probably there. The fix was in for Roley to win 
so they can make the Garcia Roley fight, which will probably do some numbers, and then to give Garcia an easy championship at one forty. Like that's just the the. I could actually see that happening for real. That boxer was like, "Yo, my kids are in private school." Now that ref was like, "Yo, my kids are in private school. I gotta do it. I gotta do it." <laughs> he was probably he probably waiting the whole fight. That was the only time Roley kind of made it. Like he was like, "This is getting too close." They told me I had to get this done. What was it? The sixth round that they did this shit. Uh, I believe so. Oh no, I think like, it was the yeah, eighth they round. Said, they said they said the under is seven. They said the under is seven. I don't know if I'm gonna get a better chance than this because this guy sucks and he stopped the fight. Got his, you know, his kids, not his kids. Got now his kids got trust funds for college. Crazy, because bro, it, I actually kind of want to see Ryan Garcia versus Roley. I think that was actually interesting, like interesting fight. That's gonna be a cringy ass con- oh, press conference. Tony oh, Weeks fucking Tony Weeks stopped the fight, probably because he. I mean, it's Showtime PBC. He probably thought nobody was watching. Little did he know that like there wasn't much else going on, man. So, and this ain't no. I mean, it is a shot at PBC. I don't know if y'all know, but this only did like two hundred k or some shit. Way less than the numbers they were hoping for, and the um Showtime executives were there watching the fight to determine if it's enough to keep it around and they weren't too pleased and they're they're thinking showtime pbc boxing maybe like <laughs> that we might not have it no more we'll see but that that was another thing that came out of this pbc isn't on fox Nah, oh they can be but i think they'd be having a deal with showtime yeah it's like oh that's crazy showtime. they're like yeah I feel like when I was watching them and Wilder, the boys was on Fox and shit. Like Wilder and um, Wilder was doing his thing with PBC. They they have been on Fox because Caleb Plant used to fight on Fox too. Here it is right here. According to Rick Glazier, the Romero versus Barroso flops miserably and fails to meet the numbers that the conductive uh, that would be conducive to Paramount executives reinvesting in the program. With consistently poor viewership numbers, Showtime executives won't renew the PBC's contract at the end of 2024. It could be doomsday for Showtime Boxing. Oh, fuck. That's what happens when you put a grandpa What's going on, Al? He starts cracking shit. That's what happens when a grandpa starts cracking. <laughs> that boy fucks up all of Showtime. <laughs> That's crazy. That boy Al Heyman too focused on... Uh... Fucking not making fights. <laughs> not making fights. You gonna, gonna be in a wreck right now seeing all these big fights being made. He's like, bro, what the fuck is going on? This is not what we do. What Showtime might begin to ask. Roly fucking Roly is a world champion. Off, I don't know, but I wouldn't be shocked if that shit gets appealed. But yeah, but, I feel like I wonder if you can contest that. Do you even celebrate? Like, if you're Roly, like, do you go to the like crib? Like, damn, it's I'm world champion. Fucking Roly, I mean, bro. You you might. Mean, I'm fucking world champion. You know, that's how he's fucking rocking right now, bro. But his his post conference or his interview, that shit was funny as fuck, bro. The way he sounded. What he said? Nah, man, just his voice. Oh. <laughs> and it'd be like um, it'd be like serious moments too. Nah, that's it's almost like Anderson hey. Silva. It's the equivalent of like someone doing some badass read and they hand the mic to Anderson Silva and you hear his voice. It's just like, what the fuck? 
Uh, enough of the enough of the Showtime bullshit. Let's get into this top rank event. Top rank knows how to put on to knows how to put on a car, put on a show from top to bottom. Devin That's Haney versus fucking... yeah, Devin Haney versus Lomachenko. Of course, we know we're gonna save that for last. We're gonna shout out some of the prospects on the card: Abdullah Mason, Nico Ali, Wash. Pretty sure we talked to him a couple of times, haven't we? We we tried talk to him like at least five times for maybe more. That's the Muhammad Ali grandson, dude. Yeah, he up he's up there with the Keyshawn, man. Like we've taught them boys so much. Yeah, we talked bro like at least three or four times. Well, at least two two times with me. Yeah, undefeated, eight and 7 and zero. Both them, I mean, they're just the truth. If y'all aren't haven't been put on game yet, like go watch this undercard. Top rank does a great job of putting great prospects on big fights like this. Then um, my boy Junto Nakatani, he's defending his WBO World Flyweight Championship against Andrew Maloney, one half of the Maloney brothers that are like one of England's best flyweight fighters. Has a couple lot. Both his losses are actually to Joshua Franco, Bam's brother. So and not a bad. He's twenty four and two. So like that's not a bad loss to have. But I just think Junko Nakatani, I think is the only fighter at one fifteen that can really knock off Bam and like. If y'all tune in for that fight, if y'all haven't been put on game yet with Junto Nakatani because he has been kind of sheltered over there in Japan. He's only he's fought like Yamaguchi and like other J- Japanese great fighters, but he's he's gonna be in England for this fight. So I think I I don't know if it's his first fight off the soil, but I think he's ready. Facts. No, I think that's gonna be an interesting fight or entertaining fight. I feel like I have a lot of respect for Japanese boxing, so like in a way, it's kind of put me like. I got to see what Nakatani talking about. Because he's only one class, weight class up from um, anyway. Or no, below. One no, 115. He's a little below anyway. Oh, he going he gonna to chill down there. He better yeah, chill out. He's going to chill down there. <laughs> he, he, he's going to wait. To, he's going to weather the storm. Then yeah, you know. Our co-main event, Oscar Valdez. Coming off his loss to Shakur Stevenson. Not a bad loss. Former champion. In his this is his first fight since then? Yeah. Oh, is it? I, mean, I would go double check. I know. Uh, yeah, because he was supposed, was to, say, he was supposed to fight Navarte, but that fight got canceled. So now he's fighting on this co-main event. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was supposed to be a good fight. Is this the dude that um they were taking forever to ha- to bring everybody out? Like, at one point, Shakir fell asleep, damn near in the motherfucking um, waiting for the fight? Or is this the, or is this the Shakur fight before that? Uh, it was probably that one because we've only I talked. Even... I think one Shakur. Oh no, because Shakur was the young. Because uh, this was Shakur's last fight. This is the fight where Shakur didn't make weight, I believe. Right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like no, no, no. Season. He made weight for this one. He didn't make weight against the Brazilian guy. He. I'm just. Yeah. It probably was the one where he fell asleep because I know Oscar Valdez was. He didn't. He didn't make weight. I, I think he didn't make weight after he beat Oscar because that's what made him move up and drop the belts. Yeah, this was the fight where people really thought it was a 50-50 fight and it was gonna be like Shakur's true, true test here because he was a he was a unified champion in his own right, I believe, and or just maybe singular champ, but he just put on. This was the one where Shakur did the the fucking the, the victory lap at the end of the fight. Oscar was he was undefeated going into that fight with Shakur, and he was like he's a knockout guy. He's under Canelo's camp. Uh, what ready uh, Ed even know so and that was a tough test for Shakur and he was able to pass that shit with flying colors, bid dancing on him. 
pressing him, just fucking him up all game or all fucking fight. But I, I, I'm hyped to see Oscar Valdez get back in there because, okay, I was a big fan of Oscar for a while until leading up into that Shakur fight. I think he's nice. I'm expecting a big KO here because Adam Lopez, his last fight, he got uh, sparked. Uh, it was a decision, but he got sparked by Abraham Nova, who we saw get sparked over. Oh, he's fighting Z Ramirez. Yeah, Adam Lopez. I just I think he's know. on that. Like he's just kind of known to kind of get beat now. So I just think he's about to get. Uh, this is gonna be Oscar Valdez coming out a little. Oh fuck, Shakur Stevenson, he's not even in my weight class no more. Type of party. Oh uh, yeah, get back, get back on track. Then our main event here. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't watched none of the videos. I haven't watched none of the. I saw the face-offs today. I saw the. Um, I saw the little clips of them walking through the tunnels, talking shit about who's the dirty fighter. Yeah, I, that's all I've seen. But I know Kev being the, the 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 drama man. He's probably been all in tune with it. But so I need y'all oh, yeah, to news. let me know what's going on noise-wise. But this is Devin Haney versus Lomachenko for undisputed lightweight titles. All of them on the line. 135, Lomachenko coming off his win over Jermaine Ortiz. Haney coming off his double wins of George Cambosas. Let's get into it, boys. That boy Haney talking that shit, man. Motherfucker, he said he called out Lomachenko four years ago. They tried to get the fight. But it wasn't an undisputed Devin Haney at the time. So Lomachenko kind of blew him off like, so what? Like, congratulate, fuck it. Keep it moving. And Lomachenko pursued other endeavors. And now Devin Haney has all the belts. Lomachenko's looking a little slower than it used to be. So Devin Haney's talking about some damn it. I feel bad for him. He should have took the fight four years ago. Now he's fucked. I want to point out, Loma, Devin Haney made Lomachenko pay a million dollars for this fight. What? And Lomachenko paid it. And so to me, that is like one of the biggest signs where he thinks he can fool. Like people don't think he can win. Lomachenko thinks he can win. Otherwise, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have accepted the terms and paid the million. So, to me, I just think that's one of the more crazier things coming into this fight. But also, I, moves you're undisputed. You can do what you want to do. You want that fight? Need, you looked over me. I was about to say, I need, I need, I need some, some, some clarity. Like, why the fuck did he just pay a million dollars to fight somebody? Aren't you supposed to get paid millions of dollars to do the fighting? When was that? I'm about to pull it up because I read it on Twitter. So is it like a way to like bargain? Like, yo, yo, don't don't fight that dude. Fight me. Here go an extra. I'll throw an extra million. While I, while I'm looking into while I pull it up real quick, y'all um continue to talk the fight. Marcus, man, what you what you peep? You seen the face offs and shit? Yeah, I did, bro. It's crazy that this fight is finally here, man. Because I remember when Devin Haney was calling out Loma. But when Devin Haney was called the paper or the email champ, when he was still holding the the email WBC belt, and Loma didn't want to fight him, he kind of I don't want to say duck, but he ain't want to fight. He was a man. Devin Haney was a mandatory, but he I think it's he was a mandatory. But then the WBC created like a whole new belt. <laughs> Actually, I think that's how Devin Haney. Um, yeah, got his WBC belt. Because of yeah. Lomachenko moving up, or not moving up, but they gave him the franchise or the diamond belt. He got and the diamond belt. To fight yeah. yeah, and so then they emailed Devin Haney like, oh, here's your WBC belt because you're the mandatory. Yeah, that's just that's, great. 
thought they vacated it or something. I'm I'm glad I'm glad Devin Haney is past that though because that shit was bad. That email champ shit, that shit was bad, boy. But he's past that. I think Devin Haney is becoming a better fighter. Dude's getting more mature. But I'm worried about the experience, man, of Loma. I'm worried that no, I, 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 you know, I'm, you know, I'm riding with my dog Devin Haney, but like, I'm worried that Loma has something Arsenal, like some Loma has seen something that we not seen. That last fight against Cambosis, that stiff jab, that's when I realized like, oh, Devin Haney got Devin Haney only improving every fight, but Lomachenko's seeing that. Maybe he might got maybe he might went back to that um, Ukrainian that Ukrainian Ukrainian dance class or something. Got his footwork back right because I'm not gonna lie to you. He's looking like because even while he's talking, he's talking like there should only be one champion. I don't I don't even like the whole four belt bullshit. Anyways, like there should only how is there that many champions in one weight class? He coming to fuck shit up and he really coming with a mindset that like I'm not old, I'm not lost, I'm not slow. I'm here. He's underdog. So. I kind of got they got me with butt crack sports. They oh, got, I got I got like they hit me with one of them fake headlines. Damn, Damn boy, got butt crack, huh? Damn, <laughs> Damn. we gotta have a we should have a where the fart noise at? We gotta be like you got butt crack. I got <laughs> <laughs> I booty sources, bro. Hey man, all right, but one one thing I was gonna say about Haiti. Our boy has to come. Uh, first of all, I want to go back to that one clip when he's ca- talking about Lomachenko fighting dirty in the inside. I'm like, bro, what? That shit crazy. First of all, you saying that you can't fight in the inside. That you, That's what it sounded like to me. So, okay, thank you, Marcus. That's what it sounded like to me when he started saying all that shit. That you just That's don't, what it, don't know how to fight. On and the then when you, when you really watch Loma's fight, bro, he doesn't fight dirty really in the inside. He's just a... Uh, smart as inside fighter he's working them angles and he's able to get punches off on the break like that's not that's not dirty bro like that i mean go watch other fighters there's a lot more dirtier grimier inside fighters than that so like My- i don't know if that was the best i don't know if he was trying to sell the fight or if he was like being genuine in that moment but i was kind of like damn he ain't not fuck with you but like don't be doing all that like I want to see. I want to see Haney fight in the inside. Cause I think Loma's gonna press the fight. I think he's gonna come at him. I think he's gonna try to be doing the, the working his angles and fighting on the inside and trying to get past and like under Haney's jab and trying to get past his Haney. So Haney's Haney's gonna have to be forced to work in the inside. One thing that Haney also like, he doesn't. Oh my bad, Kev. Hold on, keep going. Keep going. What you're saying. I was saying one thing that Haney has an issue with, not issue, but one thing that he doesn't have experience with, he hasn't had high level southpaw fighters. He uh he he hasn't had much experience with um anyone at that like especially at Loma's level. Uh but he doesn't really have anyone under the lights that he, that you can really go back and be like, oh, he looked good against this southpaw fight. Like Jojo Diaz kind of gave him a little bit of trouble. He didn't look as great as he should have been. Like Southpaw fighters kind I'm not saying gives him the biggest trouble, but especially at, Loma's level, Haney doesn't have that experience. So I that, that's gonna be something else I want to see into this fight. It's like Southpaw versus Orthodox. Loma best Southpaw in the game, especially at 135. Like, well, like uh is Haney's gonna be great at the distance and control that's his thing, controlling the distance with his jab, but Loma's seen Orthodox jabs his whole career. And 
he knows how to work it. Like he kind of said, like all <clears throat> all he has is a jab, and kind of like how Tank said, Garcia, all he has is a left hook. He's seen this shit his whole career. He knows how to get on the inside. He knows how. Like I think his feints are gonna be a big play into this game also because Loma is one of the best feint has one of the best feints also at one thirty five. So like he'll he'll be able to I think create some openings that doesn't allow Haney to clinch allow Haney to do because Haney loves to throw the one two clinch one two clinch and Loma's gonna do his best to not allow that to happen and Loma's footwork his feints and um this his his experience fighting orthodox fighters versus Haney fighting southpaw fighters I think this is gonna be this is gonna be playing big roles in this fight that boy Haney is gonna be hitting that one coming from the southpaw stance they're gonna be touching jabs all fight watch that they're gonna be touching jabs and that boy Haney, I mean Loma's gonna be hitting that uh what right pivot like that boy's gonna be going towards like Haney's jab hand like he's you know I don't even know how to explain it. But no, I think Loma, Loma's gonna be getting under that jab and he's gonna be breaking around and going like doing those half turns on Haney and I think that's why I want to see Haney working in the inside, bro. I can't wait for that shit. And also, I feel like. You go back to the Teofimo Lomachenko fight. What did Teofimo do in the beginning of the fight? Pop the fuck out of Loma, man. Hey, boy, he hurt him. I mean, if he didn't hurt him, he uh, earned his respect. Loma had to respect that power, and that was able to. Uh, that's what Teofimo got um, got up on the cards, and like Loma wasn't able to really turn it up until the second half of the fight. But that was because of Teofimo's power, and Teofimo able to box and be able to like use his power to his advantage and his size so like i want to see haney come out in the beginning of the fight and don't i think he needs to put the gas on the pedal and i think he needs to demand respect from loma like he got it he got to show loma like all right man like y'all be climbing my power like i might not knock you out but i'm gonna hit you with a straight right hand down the pipe because you a southpaw so like i want to see i want to see him now, I'm not saying hurt Loma early, but you, I want to see Haney put it on early. Also, it's going to be interesting when that big gets to the later rounds, man, because Loma put it on Teofimo. So is Haney going to be able to keep up with that same high level? You know what I'm saying? So that, that shit is going to be a chess match, bro. I can't wait for that. I think this might end up being probably one of the most high IQ fights I've ever seen. I haven't seen as many fights as y'all boys. But, like, when it comes to boxing, I think this is going to be a high IQ. Who's going to be adapt? Who's going to be able to adapt? Who's going to be able to find the corners, find the angles? Who's going to be able to stay, keep under pressure? And who's going to be able to keep their cardio right? And one thing I will say about Devin Haney is that his weight cuts look brutal. Like, them bitches look like he's really sucked up. But he does not ever look slow during a fight. He be gaining a lot of weight though. Once uh after the weigh-ins, he be weighing like a hundred, like one fifty, one forty. Like he be weighing a good amount after the weigh-in, and there's no rehydration clause or none of that shit. That boy be eating his rice and beans. Uh, yeah, but either way, like he's naturally so much bigger than uh. Loma's already Loma, smaller, smaller one thirty-five. He can never move up in weight class, and Haney's is bigger at one thirty-five naturally. So it is like the smaller yeah. guy versus the bigger guy. Haney is going to be a natural like 147 in the future. One thing I will put yeah. a question because both of these guys, their father plays a big role in their camps. 
of Bill Haney and Loma's father, both of them are very uh, crucial for who these guys are. Legendary trainers. Who do you think has the edge dad-wise? Is, is Loma's dad trainer a little better? Tra- like, who do you think has that edge in, the, in their corner? Better? I would actually uh, say 50-50. I think Bill Haney's just so smart business and, um, and like, boxing-wise versus, like, Loma, whose dad is just old school, probably smart. Yeah, these motherfuckers make these motherfuckers do brain games. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's different. Boy said brain games. I shit you not. I'd be looking at these smart. I'd be like, this is some east side of the world type shit. That boy playing tic-tac-toe with a blindfold on and shit. <laughs> I think it might be nah, Loma's but, dad, though. What's up, Mark? I think it's Loma's dad because of the maybe the background and the, the Olympic background. He got two gold medals. He got the unified belts. Like, so they've been through a lot. But Bill Haney, for where he comes from, which – I think he might have boxed, like, maybe when he was a jet or something. But I don't think he was, like, a real, like, actual, like, boxer, boxer. But Bill Haney actually got his boy right, but not. And I think their connection, that's a real – that's a good – that's probably one of the best father-son duos in boxing is Bill and Devin. I, I, Just I, compare that shit to, like, a Roy Jones and his dad type shit. Like, that shit is tragic. When Loma, like, I feel like Loma's dad, like you said, the boxing pedigree, I just feel like he in the corner can keep keep things control, keep things in the game, but keep strategy, uh, change on the fly. Whereas Bill Haney's more of like the, he, he's great coach in the corner, world, but like he's also like in the face-offs and the, the, just the every, like he's able to play the mind games. He could control the room, which can, whenever you're fighting fighters that aren't used to that big lights, having someone in the corner that's keeping them boys shook on the like just control the room on their ass kind of like plays really good into mental warfare and stuff whereas with loma who i just feel like is a businessman when it comes to boxing that like none of that outside noise is ever going to affect him so i just feel like in this fight in particular i think loma has this edge and with his dad as the coach i guess respect that and that was a great question the last thing before i want to point out before we make our official picks is the ref for this fight, I believe, was supposed to be Tony Weeks, but because of that controversial ending and last week, I think he got taken off, and it's going to be Harvey Dock. And Harvey Dock, last time we saw him, was Plant versus Darrell, which is a very chippy fight. They were they were, they were doing some dirty shit on the inside. They oh, were, you, okay. I thought you Harvey said Plant Dock did a great job on separating them constantly. He didn't allow that clinch shit to last for no more than a split second. So I do think I just point that out because if Haney does clinch, I do think this we have a ref that will break it up a lot quicker than some other refs. Facts. I think if Haney's going to start clinching, I think I think Loma's going to be able to take advantage of that too. No cap. It's a close fight in the odds. Man. Haney is what minus two seventy. Loma is plus two hundred five. On the picks on Tapology, there's 270 votes, 75% pick Haney, 25% Loma. Now we go to us, make our official picks for this fight. Let it lose, boys. Man, you already know who we got. We got the youngest undisputed champion ever, former email champion. I, they probably got to throw that in there, too. But I mean, how many people have been undisputed and email champion at the same time? I'm just saying, man. My boy Devin Haney, he's coming through. I think he has a game plan. I think he's faster than Loma. 
And I think he's coming with a mindset of, yo, I'm undisputed. I'm on, I'm staying undisputed till I go up. So I'm taking my dog, Devin Haney, son of the legendary Bill Haney. Grandson, great, great, great grandson of Haney, the conqueror from back in the day. <laughs> All right, I'll make it spicy, bro. I'm going with Loma. I know how I felt about him after the Jermaine Ortiz fight, but one thing I will point out with the, the difference between Jermaine Ortiz and um, Haney as opponents, Jermaine Ortiz is known for fast hands on the inside that will throw four or five combos. Devin Haney's going to only throw one or two. And I just think it's an easier game plan, something that he he knows that's all he got, really, the jab. And maybe Marcus, I think, made a good point. If Haney can impose his pressure and actually put, like, control it with power, maybe Loma's in for a very tough night. Because, But I don't think Haney has the power. We call him, we call him pillow hands for a reason. Like, he, I just don't think Loma's really going to respect it. And his feints are going to play a big role. His footwork's going to play a big role. And if you look back at the second Cambosa's uh, Haney fight, remember the first two rounds or three rounds where Cambosa's was moving his head a lot, dancing and shit. And those first couple rounds, Cambosa's was looking real good. It was looking like a really good, but then Cambosa's got tired and his footwork went was gone. And then he was just standing in front of Haney to get his head jabbed. Then he started bleeding. Yeah, started so sucking on his own blood. Loma can do that for twelve rounds, I think, still, and he's known to take over second half of fights. Haney, we'll see. I I just think this experience, the this him having the experience against orthodox fighters, Haney hasn't really seen a southpaw, especially at Loma's level. I just think people were just riding off Loma, and I was someone who was riding off Loma after that Ortiz fight, but. Ortiz and Haney are two different fighters and two different game plans, and they say styles make fights. And I just, I really think Loma can, can come out and shock the world here. And let, let's not forget, Haney was just email champion that no one was respecting. He beat a George Cambosas. <laughs> Do you not think Loma would have boxed the head off of Cambosas both time? Also, he could have been undisputed champion right now, and we would be talking about, oh, he's going up against his email champion Haney. Who the fuck is on his resume? Cambosa is a decent name on the resume, but he's no world beater. Let's just be honest with ourselves. And, like, I feel like the name of Devin Haney has been kind of a little overhyped after those couple wins. Well, they're good wins, but he's, he still hasn't beat a world beater. And if he beats Loma, he has. But I'm going with Loma here. E.T. time. This one took me a minute, man. I want to lean. I, I was leaning Haney all the way up. Until this week, I was all Haney. I thought Haney, I believe in Haney. I believe in his skills. I think he's gotten better. But that's a good point that you brought up with the George Cambosa shit. Like, he yeah, did get his yeah. belt. Like, like Tio Fimo took his belt from Lomachenko. And then I feel like Tio Fimo like, got mentally fucked up where George Cambosa was able to slide in there. And kind of like steal the belts, not putting anything down on George, but I think it would have took a Haney a different route to get those belts than what it really took. But I don't know, man. I think the experience is gonna play a big part with for Lomachenko. I think he's gonna be able to not allow Haney to put pressure, or like I think he's gonna be putting more pressure on Haney than Haney is putting pressure on him, and just working the angles and like like you said, take, taking over that second half of the fight, man. He's going to be he, he's gonna have to get under that jab. Haney's going to have to be firing off that right hand because Lomachenko's southpaw, that shit's going to be right there. 
for a straight right hand from Haney, but I don't know, man. I think just maybe the experience and Loma being hungry for his four belts again. Like it's different when he or when Lomachenko got that that goal in his mind. That boy goes gets that shit done. So, but I'll give Haney all the credit in the world, man. Because I I wouldn't even really hate on anything if Loma doesn't win. Like if Haney's out there and he's boxing his head off, boy's looking clean, putting pressure. That's not gonna surprise me at all, for real. But I do think Lomachenko is gonna pull it out just due to experience, and I don't know if Haney. Not saying like who's better, Haney or Teofimo, but I don't know if Haney's gonna be able to put the same type of game plan that Teofimo was able to have. That boxing boxer puncher type vibe. Like, I don't know. I feel that. I feel that. I'm glad I'm the only Devin Haney fest. That means I get to talk the most shit after this fight. But if Loma wins, gets all his belt back, looks fucking awesome. Jumps in the found and use the time machine, that all the rest of the way. Where do you rank him in the pound for pound? Is he top ten again? Because Devin Haney no, I mean, is top ten. I I think Lomachenko. I mean, it depends. People still got him in the top ten. I don't know if he's in my. I mean, he got to be somewhere in right there. But I think he definitely gets his belts back at what, 30, 34, 35 years old. He's definitely got to be a top five, maybe even top. Three, I'll man. I don't, it really depends. How you... I put him in the top ten just because he's a true lightweight. He's not like a he's not a one forty or masquerading as a one thirty five er. Like he's a one thirty five er, and the thing is pound for pound. And it's like this man's a little guy that's like he's able to fight some of these bigger guys in his weight class. And that's if he beats Haney. If he loses to Haney, no, I don't think he should be on the list. If but also, vice versa, if Haney beats Loma, I think he deserves, and both of them, I think deserve like the seven to ten spot. Yeah. He getting taken out. Tank getting taken out. Off, off, off. Tank was only there for a month. Tank was never on. Man, it depends bro. who. He was. He's in there, man. I checked the stats. That man, that power for pound list is so messy, bro. There's so many guys that's gonna be left out. That shit crazy, but. As long as Charlo, I'm not tripping. Whose resume would be better, Devin Haney or Tate? If Devin, Devin Haney, Haney wins this fight, gotta Devin. be Haney. Haney, Devin just Haney. because of what also is implied with like undisputed and like Ryan yeah, Garcia. I guess he would. Ryan Garcia, Lomachenko. Yeah, yeah, I ain't trying to say it like that. that. And then it might be Ryan <laughs> Garcia and like George Cambosa. And, but then there's also like <laughs> undisputed George Cambosa on the resume though. Like, yeah. George Cambosa's beat Ryan Garcia. I think. Well, they're not the same weight class. Not no, they is. I mean, Ryan's going up at least. I mean, yeah. But, but at one thirty-five. If they fought at one thirty-five, and he did miss weight against Haney. Art of deception. Enough of these fucking hypotheticals. All right, we made our picks. And do you want to throw in a little spiciness? Are y'all making like calling a KO or a, a decision? A little, throw a little pizzazz on your nah, pick? Nah, that bit going 12. All 12? Yeah, that, bit might, that bit might go 13. They might say, hey, fuck you, throw another round in this motherfucker. <laughs> going 12. That boy, that's it's a, Loma, that's 11th round liver shot KO. Oh my gosh, you disgust me. I hope you bet that too. Please bet your house. You're going to get on the inside. He's like, huh? He's like, if he drops Haney, that boy is top five pound for pound. 
See, I'm not gonna lie to you. This is one of those situations where you would talk about something. He drops Haney, I'm gonna go run and I'll go run and make it loud. Yeah, if I see Haney drop, boy, I might lose my shit. I will really I'm gonna be in Africa. No, no, I'm gonna still be in America for this fight. But like I'm I'm gonna be that one dude that Loma just put paws on. Jermaine Ortiz. Like Comey. No, there's another one that he was like almost knocked it out. Uh, I think it was Comey for, uh, and he dropped him a couple times. That was when he was still champ. Nah, it was recent. Yeah, Richard Ooh. Comey. Is it Comey? Comey's been knocked out. Kato, Kato Nakatani. Yeah, the Nakatani knockout was nice too. So, like, if we get some Lomachenko like that, I never really seen Haney's chin tested for. Besides that, like little clip. Didn't Linares? Linares cracked his silly ass. But Linares also cracked Loma's ass. Yeah, yeah Loma got up though, like nothing happened, and, and started putting some paws on his ass. Hey, hey, unless Devin hey. Haney did the Dougie back to the corner, like it nothing happened. He he, lucky Tony Weeks ain't there. That would have been a that's a stop. That boy was doing the stanky leg. They lucky Tony Weeks was <laughs> Tony Weeks wasn't there though. That's fight. That's a stoppage. All right, boys. Pack your bags and get on this flight. We're going to Dublin, Ireland, where we got the women throwing down. Katie Taylor versus Chantel Cameron. We got the undisputed female super lightweight titles on the line. Katie Taylor versus Chantel Cameron, both undefeated. This is going to be Katie Taylor's homecoming fight. It was supposed to be against Amanda Serrano in May. Then Serrano, I believe, had an injury, couldn't fight. So then, honestly, I think this is a – I know we want to see the Serrano-Taylor, too. I mean, it was fight of the year for us last year. But this was the fight I think had to been made also. Like, Chantel Cameron coming off the big Jessica McCaskill win where she came undisputed at 140. And Katie Taylor, who's undisputed, the weight class right below her, 135. Like, the time – like time Katie Taylor can move up, go win another undisputed set of belts maybe. But, like – I think Chantel Cameron's almost like a, the same version. Like, it's Katie Taylor, just at a bigger weight class with a little bit more pop. Just, that's probably not as technical. But, like, there's very similar fighters. So, like, this should be, I think, honestly, a fight of the year candidate if it goes down like how Serrano and then it, when it was that close. This is going to be a fun fight because she's getting her home uh, homecoming. Can I, can I be honest? I'm a real nigga. I'm wearing a Scarface shirt right now. But I wouldn't fight Chantel Cameron. Like, how do you say her last name? Chantel Cameron? Yeah, I'm not fighting Chantel Cameron. She's a dog. She fucking shit up. And she gets, she fighting in the inside and she gonna brawl with you. Like, I feel like that's perfect for an island crowd. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that crowd's gonna be lit, boy. I can't even she's imagine a, that shit. She's a dog. But she went in there and fought Jessica McCaskill, who is uh, at a, a, another undisputed champion at her own right. And they fought for the vacant title. And Jessica McCaskill is a world beater. Like, she's uh, you don't get undisputed champion uh, by accident. And she just boxed her fucking head Sorry. off. It made her look like a complete amateur. I, and I love Jessica McCaskill. Like, she got the name Kill. I mean, the word Kill in her name. Like, she's a fucking demon. Shit. I got big. I think this shit gonna be a low key brawl. Yeah, this fight is gonna be a fucking. I don't know what they say in Ireland, but we gonna call it a fucking, fucking fade. 
like, this shit is gonna be nice. And both, and then Eddie Hearn is interesting because he, um, I guess he covered both of them. They're both matching fighters. So, like, you can't pick a side in this even slightly. But he's like, Katie Taylor is my favorite fighter ever, is my favorite um fighter. But she, Cameron is not nothing to play with. She's like a sprained ankle. Yeah, I mean, Katie Taylor has a, a, a Olympic and amateur pedigree and shit. Like, she has, she's no, and like, she's boxed the great. She's never been shy of a challenge. And like, she just makes a lot of great fighters not look that great when she gets into the ring with them. Like, it's just, she's chasing greatness. Yeah, but she, like you said, Chantel Cameron, I, I, carbon, I just think she's a carbon copy of her, just a little slower and, but has more pop. Fight of the year, I really think, like, if, especially if Katie Taylor is bringing the same energy she had for the Serrano fight, and I think she will because it's in front of her crowd. Like, she's like, I uh, yeah. think this is going to be a fight in, with a phone booth fight type of atmosphere. Hell fucking yeah. And it's interesting that they fought before, and they, I want to say I heard that they fought in the amateurs and Katie Taylor got the dub. So, like, that's something, that's a mindset thing. Like, you got to come, if you're camera, you got to come with a mindset of, like, yo, Fuck that. I'm not the same person I was back then. I'm coming to kill. And then Katie Taylor has to come in with a Kamara losing mindset on that. I gotta show you that who you are and you not me. Thanks. But she can't get a Kamara Usman turnout. You feel me? She gotta figure that part out. But this fight's gonna be a banger. I like um I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Ah, I don't do you think they could somebody might finish this fight? It might just go, or is it just gonna be a one, twelve, ten rounds all the way through fucking shit up? Serrano, it, it does. The Katie Taylor was almost put, not knocked out, but knocked down in the Serrano fight towards the end of the fight. But she gritted on her fucking mouthpiece, like caught herself with her foot, and like saved saved herself from arguably maybe losing the fight if that would have been a ten eight round. And but fucking, does that mean that the chin might be a little? His chin's been tested now. Like the chin, like you get a little older, you get a little age. Like he's going to get. Uh, uh, what's her name? Serrano's a featherweight. Like she's two weight classes below. Like now you're going up against someone above in weight class. That's a very real possibility. I think that it's on the table. Like someone could get cracked, but like, are we still getting the same Taylor that's gonna grit her mouthpiece and catch herself and not go down? Because then we might not see. We might see twelve rounds. I think the thing about Katie Taylor is that we're about to see her in her purest form. I feel like she's really about to. Really about to give it everything she got in this motherfucker because she knows that. Uh, yeah, I, I think Katie Taylor is gonna win it. I think she's gonna win it decisively, low key. I think she has to be smart. She's gonna be schooling, and I don't know about school, but I think she's gonna be the winner, clear. And uh, I think she's just gonna be ready for that Serrano too, man. I. I'm rocking with low key the underdog Chantel Camera. I just like the uh, she's just very identical. And if Katie Taylor's that coming to brawl, I think Cameron's gonna land some of the heavier punches that are gonna wear and show, like. But also, it's in her home crowd, so like I would not be shocked if like the judging goes towards if it's a very close fight. Oh yeah, the, the judging's gonna judging's gonna sway towards Katie Taylor. Which yeah, the judging's gonna be on some fishy shit for sure. If I fight in front hey, of my I, home crowd people, bro, 
the judging better come going my favor. <laughs> that's all. I feel like I that. Damn sure should. Uh, I think I think this shit comes down to you got to be a genius if you want to be Chantel Cameron. You got to be a genius. You got to fight. You got to you got to watch Lomachenko highlights. You got to get angles. You got to turn corners. And one of my favorite things in the Serrano fight was that she was really slighting a lot of good punches just on some. She was backing up. She was circling. The, she was never getting caught on the ropes. She was circling back to the middle. She just had good footwork. She stayed active. She didn't stop moving. And when she came up forward, she threw feints, and she never really looked. She she never telegraphed anything. So it's just like she has to come to this fight wanting to be a genius. If she can do that, she she can win. Even her own coach said it. But if she comes in that bitch trying to brawl, trying to dub, doubling that bitch up, oh, it's not gonna be a good. One. It's not gonna. It might not even be a long one. It might go like six to seven. It's gonna be a good fight though. So oh, oh, awesome fight. It's gonna be. I got Cameron. Kevin, you got Cameron too. I got Katie Taylor. Aw, oh, damn. I guess I'm the lone wolf on this dog. You know I like the pale. You know I like them pale. <laughs> nah, bro. And also, I mean, even if Katie Taylor win or lose this fight, it's not she's not losing any of her belts. Like, she's fighting for Chantel's belts. And if she loses, <laughs> the, the Serrano-Katie Taylor 2 fight is still, like, the next fight. It don't fucking matter, in my opinion. Like, uh, that's pretty gangster when you think about it. She said, "Okay, I'm not. I can't go down. Fuck it. I'm gonna go up. See me. See me. That's some real shit right there. That's gangster. We got a pair of great fights this weekend. We got Haney versus Lomachenko, Taylor versus Cameron. We got fucking both undisputed fights. Actually, we got eight belts on the line and main events this weekend." Don't forget eight the, of them. Counting. Yeah, don't forget to miss the top rank prelims and undercard. That shit is stacked with Abdullah Mason, Nico Ali Wash, Junto Nakatani, Andrew Maloney, uh, Oscar Valdez co-main event. We get to see him since the Shakur loss, how he bounces back. So it's gonna be a great week of boxing, boys. It's been a great fucking day of talking it with y'all. As always, this has been the Totally Blitz Podcast. These are your hosts. I'm Paul Pickowin of Concha. Kev, street fight enthusiast, some boy. Marcus, primetime Penley. And if y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers.